All right, Dave Scholl, Steve Silverman, other side of the uh, glass, as they say. Mets Padres coming up. Sounded like it is. Got a little Mets theme song in the background there. We'll dim that. How you doing today, Steve? Doing good, doing good. Nervously waiting for tomorrow. Yeah, well, you're a real fan, so of course you're going to be nervous. Uh, the fake fan doesn't care until some guy in their fantasy team screws up in the game. But, you know, you're a real Mets fan. I can attest to that. So, of course, you'd be nervous because you are the real fan. I I know how that feels a couple of years ago, sitting there with the best out of three versus the White Sox. Very nervous. Uh, very, very nervous stuff. You know, it's, it's not easy. But uh, how do you like the new format this year? Um, Seeing how it was the only way we were getting in, I'll take it. But I do like the fact that it's not one and done. It's an actual two out of three. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, you know, home for all three for the better record is a nice wrinkle. And this way you can knock the whole thing out in the weekend and then get to work on Tuesday. Sure, sure. Now, unfortunately, the rosters haven't come in yet. I've been checking all day, and here we are at 7.04. Uh, we're about at 24 hours and three minutes from game time, and we can't get a damn roster. Uh, I guess it's top secret. I just find it funny that Hosmer, who doesn't play that much, and Marte are on the cover of this thing. <laughs> yes. Who's probably going to be hurt. But um, first of all, let me ask you the magical questions. Who's your Cy Young for the National League? Uh, for the National League, that one's tough. Very tough. I couldn't come up with uh, one. I mean, you got. I think Diaz could win it. Could be your. Could be Diaz. I doubt they'll give it to him. I might give it to uh, Urias from the Dodgers. Yeah, been very good. How about MVP? MVP in the NL would probably have to go to. I put Lindor up there. But I don't think yeah. he'll win it. Uh, Machado's in the running. Pistol Pete's in the running too. Man, he broke. He he, he kicked yeah, some ass in the RBI. In RBI but he was solid. I mean, I'm, I'd actually probably vote for Machado. Okay, and now uh, American League, I got to go. Judge, who you got? I'm going Otani uh, for both. Okay, how about uh, a Cy Young? You got Otani too. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. With Verlander, a very, very close second. Yeah, I had Verlander so young. He's been unbelievable. Father Time is just unbelievable. So uh, you like the format, uh, which is good. I'm very excited to see the format. Um, since the roster is uh, not out, I know we were discussing before, you know, your feelings about how many pitches you wanted to have for this first three-game series. Why don't you share that with us here? Yeah, so, I mean, you're talking about at most a three-game series – you don't need 13 guys in the bullpen, especially when uh, 13 pitchers, especially when seven of them can't, can't throw. Right. So I would keep um, Scherzer, Bassett, DeGrom, then my three starters, Walker as a long man, and then I'd keep the bullpen arms I can trust. Peterson, uh, Lugo, Adovino, May, and Diaz. I tell you, Davis has had some moments too. He's throwing hard. Uh, which one? The kid, the kid, the, the righty kid with the short hair. Isn't that Davis? Oh, Drew yeah. Smith? No, no. Uh, what the hell is his name? I'm by bad here and telling like it is. He pitched last week in that uh, Brave series. Threw really well. Jeez, uh, what's his name? Oh, forget it. But anyway, it's a right-hander. He's had some bad moments this year. I thought his name was Davis, but I'm way off here. I guess I didn't check my <laughs> stats. I'll figure it when I see the stats. <laughs> but uh, 
And what do you want to do it? And Mate's going to be out. You look at the Padres over here. We see uh, obviously Manny and Machado and Cronenworth play a lot, and Trent Grissom play a lot. Profar, who I told you, Silva, has the worst left field arm since Chris Davis, and I've seen both of them if they're both A's. Uh, Luke Luke Voigt uh, is going to play. Kim is mm-hmm. going to play short. Uh, third base, uh, like I said, we got Machado already. A catcher, it seems like, you know, Alfaro plays a lot. Nola plays a lot. I like Austin Nola a little bit. Josh Bell has been struggling at the DH. But uh, no more Mazzaro off the bench is uh, a dangerous bat for them in the home run category. I only hit two this year, but. You know, so this there's some uh there's some pop in this team, but like without uh, Tatis, I definitely think they're a, they're a more tamed Tiger than uh, the other teams. But uh, the pitching staff, if we can scroll down here to the pitching staff here, let me check that out. I like Darvish. Darvish has been tough on the Mets, but that doesn't mean anything tomorrow but night. He, he's not. He hasn't been tough on us. He owns right. us. Clevenger is going to be tough. I think they're bringing him to this uh, roster. I was reading a lot about that today. Uh, Darvish Musgrave Snell, I like. I've always liked him. And I has uh, been really bad down the stretch. He always gets that tired arm. Uh, so, Hater, I know you mentioned in the bullpen you were nervous about. So, uh, we'll see how he he's uh, going to be for you. But got Ryan Weathers, Austin Adams, uh, not guys who threw a lot. You know, if you go by games and guys who did throw a lot, uh, you know, you have certainly you got Suarez, you got Chris Matt, you got Garcia, all guys that uh, pitched a lot. So uh, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good series. I think your pitching's better than theirs. I like your closer a lot better than theirs. Uh, I just, I just, I, I think the Met lineup is overachieved this year, especially without Marte. I'm just, I'm just a little nervous about that. What, what are your thoughts there? Uh, well, you know the DH has been a black hole the entire season. We're like one of the few teams in the league that actually doesn't use it to an advantage. Right. Until September, we were getting nothing from our catcher. Right. Uh, McCann looks like he can't play anymore. Right. What do you want to do with Alvarez? He's probably going to DH because I don't think they trust him. Anito's probably going to catch, and Alvarez is going to be the DH. Oh, I'm excited to see that. I think they should do that. I'm definitely into that. If they let him, you know, they'll probably start with if it's Musgrove, if it's Darvish and Musgrove, then uh, Vogelback will be the DH, and against Snell, it'll be Alvarez. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Alvarez. I, I think that that kid, he's got some stroke. I really, I really like him a lot. I know uh, people are concerned about you. He doesn't doesn't get cheated on the cut, but it's that kind of arrogance that uh, leads to things here. Like I said, Pete and Lindor. Yeah, he's also tw- he's also 20 years old, and you know, Eric sure. Chavez gets him a full camp next year. Oh he'll, yeah, you know he'll tell you know he'll tell him when to cut it down, when to just shoot the other way, and when to unleash. I uh, what do you think about uh, your man McNeil winning the MVP there? The MVP, the batting title. My bad. What do you think about that? It's happy um, it's one of those. I know, uh, you know, I'm in the minority, but stuff like that, whoop de do. Okay, fair enough. It, you know what? I'm, what you I, know, I, good, I like. good for you. Good, good for you. You had a great year, but <laughs> I like the fact matter. that he chokes up and hits to all fields, though. It doesn't concentrate on. Oh, he's a great hitter, and I love it. But the fact that he won a batting title does nothing. All right, so you're into the, you're more into the, you're the team guy. Yes, <laughs> I tell you, I, I know a lot of Met fans give Vogel back grief, but when I watched him on the Mariners all these years, he was always the guy that they'd give a little bit of a chance to, but then they'd bring up the next first base sensation and he'd get hosed. And I always thought he could hit a little bit. I mean, I know he's been spotty, but I still fear, you know, him, if I was, you know, if he was playing against my A's, I still fear him because 
I don't feel like he's one of these guys without an idea at the plate. I feel like his strike zone sometimes oh, he's is pretty got good. A great off. Yeah, so I, I I like Vogel. I like Vogelbach. He's got a three ninety three on base. Um, yeah, I'm happy with him. Uh, Chiefs. I, I thought that was a good pickup. I would have liked to have seen you add a, a lefty in the pen uh, at the deadline, but you know how it goes. It's 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 an imperfect world. This world of doing these things. Another guy's been really solid for you this year. I want to get your thoughts, uh, Nimmo. I, I really respect uh, the year he had. Up until this year, I've been arguing with everybody. He's nothing more than a fourth outfielder. Okay. As we sit here today, he's number one on my. We must resign him. Good, good, good. That's good. He, he, he is the ideal leadoff. When when you have a leadoff hitter, and after his at bat, the pitch is already double digits in pitches. Oh yeah, it helps. Sure it does. And uh, I know you mentioned your catching situation before. You know, Nito's not bad. I mean, I think he's had a pretty solid year. I mean, you know, two thirty nine is not great, but he does do a good job behind the plate. McCann, I agree with you, struggled a little bit. But looking at these Mets stats right here, my boy Ken is getting it done. I told you he's a pro. Uh, Tyler Naquin doesn't give you much. That's been disappointing. Uh, yeah, he started off great, and then he went back to being Tyler Naquin. Um, I, you know, it's funny, <laughs> but, you know, Brett Beatty getting hurt actually hurts a little. Sure. Yeah, I like that. Because, because he was another lefty bat. And, you know, up until September, Escobar was struggling big time. Right. And Drew Smith, he, that's the guy I was thinking of. So Drew Smith, Drew Smith. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. He, I can't stand him. Yeah. He had, he had some good moments the last couple of weeks. I got to say he's, uh, I know well, he's, he started off great. He was perfect in April. Right. And then right before he got hurt, he became home run derby. Yep. And then he got hurt and then he came back and the first game he came back, he gave up a three run bomb. Right. And then he was sketchy, but his last two outings, he looked like he found something. Right. You know, the guy that gets hurt in the short series for us is Trevor Williams because he pitched yeah. great all season. Yeah, he's, he's solid. Like, he, he's a Swiss Army knife. He can go late. He can go early. He can go long. He can go multiple innings. Uh, yeah. But there's just no need for him. Yeah. I tell you, though, if you get the ball to Diaz, I thought that Brave series, you just couldn't get the ball to him. You get the ball to Diaz. His, his numbers are just, you know, they're just really stupid numbers. That's how good they are. I mean, well, 60. Hmm. 62 innings pitched and 118 strikeouts with, yeah. with eight you know, walks. Yeah, he gave, he gave up three home runs all year, which, you know, two years ago, that was one inning. Yeah, all it was, I remember. Um, but, you know, what I like, what I heard, what they do, and, you know, obviously Scherzer's going game one. But if like they that. won that, if they win game one, then Bassett's going in game two. That's good. Yeah, I like that too. I like that approach. But if they lose, if they lose that, then the Grom's gone. Yep, absolutely. I like so that. His approach. goal, because Buck's looking at it as, if we can win with Scherzer and Bassett, then we start the Dodgers with the Grom and then Scherzer and Bassett to follow. Yeah, I mean, look at these numbers here. You know, I, I know it's not a big deal anymore because we grew up in the days of maybe four 20-game winners, but you got four starters with double-digit wins. That doesn't happen a lot. Uh, the Mets had 100 wins. Are you one of those people that feels like if they lost to the Padres, uh, it was a wasteful year? Can't say that they won 101 games. Exactly, that's what I said. I've been arguing with people about this. I mean, they had a great year, regardless. I mean, I'm hoping. They I mean, if you remember during the preseason, what I put it at 94. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And and the, and the and the Mets did not give this lead away. The Braves didn't lose after June 30th. <laughs> no, that's why I can't be mad. I can't be no, upset. We no, won 101. You can't. Our longest losing streak of the year was three. Yeah, absolutely. We just never went on a 15, 16 game tear. Right, absolutely. 
our, our biggest win streak, I think we hit double digits once. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the Braves basically played 750 ball from July on. Yeah, absolutely. You can't uh you can't you can't get mad when you guys played solid baseball the whole way through. It's not like you gave this away. I mean, it's gonna be fun. Now, now who's the guy in the Padres that uh in the big spot you don't want to see up there? Who's the guy that you would fear the most if you if you had to pick one or maybe two even? It's funny because it depends. If if it's the Met killer, then it's Soto. Right. And if it's the Soto who's still struggling because he's not used to being the star, even though Manny's there, it's Manny. Yeah, Manny's tough. And so is Soto. They're both such studs. And, Man- and Manny's been through this before. Yeah. A bunch of times. You know, only a couple times with the Orioles. But he's through, through, through it with the Dodgers. He's going through with the Padres, and he's one of the best players in baseball. Sure, sure. Sure has had such a good year. Look at these numbers up here, 11 and 5, you know, 173 strikeouts and 145 innings, just uh, 2, 2.9 ERA. Yeah, he didn't have enough. He'd be third, uh, second or third in ERA, but he doesn't have enough innings. Yeah, well, he had to, you do have to watch him. He is getting up there. I mean, how old is he now? He's got to be late 38. 30s. Yeah, so you do have to, you'd have to take care of him. My boy Bassett played, had a great year. Uh, but yeah, but look at, been, just look been. at those numbers, though. Okay, mm-hmm. so Scherzer, 173 strikeouts, 24 walks. Yeah, yeah. Bassett, 167-49. Yeah. DeGrom, 102, eight walks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, they give up home runs, they give up hits, but I'd rather that than, you know, strike out walkathons. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like Scherzer's approach. He's just such a pro, and I really appreciate his approach. Uh, so you know, he's he's a guy that I respect the hell out of. I just love that he gets out there and just throws. He's, he's such low maintenance as a pitcher, and as old pitchers ourselves, we appreciate the low maintenance of the whole situation. And, and the amazing, you know, and the great thing with him, yeah, he's the star, and he's everything to you know everybody. But when he sits there, when he's not pitching, he's up on the front step. And he's talking shop with Bassett and DeGrom and any any kid who wants to come along, they'll talk to him and be like, yeah, this is what you got to do. This is yeah, what you should stud. try. He's old you school know, he guy. Got away, you know, he, he talked every pitcher into, don't be afraid to throw a first pitch curveball. They were Very all true. slider, and, slider, slider. And he's teaching a guy like Tyon Walker, too. You know, he's, he's teaching a guy like Walker and you know, he's a guy that's going to help everybody else down the line, and I'm really impressed with him. And And Bassett loves to talk shop. I remember that in Oakland. He's a crazy person. He'll stay out there with you all night and talk. Uh, I think that'll benefit Trevor Williams in the long run. It'll definitely benefit some of these younger guys. It'll definitely help a kid like Smith. Yeah, I mean, help a kid like Smith. It'll, right. help, it'll help Peterson. You know, they got – you know, they helped turn Carrasco around. Yeah, oh, God. Carrasco had a great year. I know people were down on him in the stretch. But before the season, if you tell me you're getting 15 and 7 out of Carlos, I mean, you throw a party. <laughs> oh, after after last year? His ERA in the first inning last year was almost 20. Yeah, it's amazing. A lot of guys, you know, really struggle with that. I have to say, looking back, I know I'm not a pro, but that was my worst inning, too. I warmed up my ass off, but sometimes it was just not enough. You're not mentally into the game. I didn't have enough hate in me yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, uh, but you know what? Good pitchers. Uh, so yeah, I think you got the starting edge. Who's the pitcher you fear the most? Is it a guy in the pen or is it uh, Darvish? Or who no, it's it? Darvish. It's one thousand percent Darvish. Yeah, he's a good pitcher. You might. I think if you could just work that pitch count, like I'd love to see Nimmo come out tomorrow night 
the bottom of the first and get a 10 pitch at bat right there. Or whatever. <laughs> That's what he is, you know. Either do out. that or the one thing he never does, which I just don't know, besides the fact that he never steals a base. Right. He's I mean, got to learn that. He's got to hang out Ricky Henderson. If there's ever a guy who Buck Chowalt should just pick up the phone and say, and call Ricky Henderson and be like, you got a couple of days to come this week, train him next year and teach my guy how to steal. Yep. Ricky's still, Ricky's still at the field a lot for us. He still looks like he could bat lead off for us. It's <laughs> a great but, shape. Yeah. But the way the way they're shifting, it's like, and everybody's over, you know, going crazy shifting because they got to get it in before it's gone. Yeah, just lay down a bunt to third. Yeah, absolutely. He's had a solid year, though. I never thought he'd be maybe you know as productive as this. Yeah, you know, hoped he'd be somewhere you know in that two sixty range, but he's been productive. His on base has been good. He's been very solid. I mean, uh, he scored over a hundred runs. Better than I he thought did. he would be. He, he drove in sixty. Yep. 367 on base. Very nice. You know, I'd like to see him. To me, if you're over 315 on base, I can deal with you. It's the guys that are under that, that that sometimes really puzzle me as a as a as a as a coach and stuff, just watching as the A's are so pitiful in this area. Uh just such a bad team in, in that in that regard. So uh yeah, that's I guess Escobar's your worst guy in that field. He's two he's two ninety-five, but uh he's had a good year for you too, Escobar. He's very underrated. He brought, his second half was ridiculous. Yeah, he had a great September. He's very good with the glove, very underrated player. Uh so you know, gotta give him credit. Uh I liked Marte and Lindor stealing bases. They had a good year with that. Marte very solid two ninety-two. I mean, I'd just like to see him get some more games, but he's built like a machine, so I think he's he gets hurt too much. <laughs> Yeah, this, I mean, this year was Lindor's real I'm a New York Met year. Yeah, of course. This was this was redemption. Yeah, I mean, uh, just very, very, very impressive year. So when you, when you look at this series, um, you know, best case scenario, you win two and you can get Jake starting against uh, the Dodgers. I'm one of the few people that thinks if you could win, let's just, if you can't win, I'd rather play the Dodgers in five than seven. Especially with your three starters. That's the way I look at it. Because the Dodgers starters are not the same starters they had all year. Yeah, their team is a machine. But we know that the adage that pitching stops hitting is usually true. And you got better starters than their starters. Uh, they don't have anybody like you guys got. So, if you Kershaw keep... still, well, it's, it's it's funny because Kershaw is Kershaw, but Kershaw is horrible team. in the playoffs. So, who knows? Exactly. And plus, you got a lot of kids on the mound out there. I, mean, I know their lineup is so deep and the Braves in their lineup are just very deep. But I really feel like your starters, I'd rather play them in five, you know, you know yep. <laughs> seven. I mean, so I, I know it's a hard route because the NL is loaded. I mean, the fact that the Padres are like, you know, a five seed tells you how good the good the league is this year. Uh, you know, the way that the way the rules broke out, the three seed, even if they have a worse the other division when it gets the three seed, even if they have a bad record. So like in the American League, the Yankees had an easier path than the Astros. They played a winner of the Rays and the Indians, the Guardians, and the Guardians are just not that good. They're good, but they're not that good. Right. Well, that's the thing about the Rays it. Can win. Best case scenario, Mets make it to the World Series. They got to go through San Diego, the Dodgers, and the Braves. Yeah, exactly. That's that's just you know ridiculous. Now the Phillies, the Phillies are playing. Uh, who are they playing? They got the Cardinals. That's gonna be exciting. Those are playing series. the Cardinals. And the Phillies are no joke, and they've been, you know, they've done a good job. The Cardinals have just been, I don't know where the hell they came from. They're just like, you know, they're just digging out. They're like, they got the graveyard going over there with these old guys. <laughs> but they're getting it done. Pool Hall's having a great end. Wainwright having a great end. Yada Year's having a great end. I mean, you got to be, you got to be really pumped up for these guys. I mean, uh, very excited for them. You know, so hey, you got those three and Arenado. Oh, God, yeah. And Flaherty. 
you know, their pitching is not bad. You know, Philly can definitely win that series. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, especially you're talking Wainwright and Flaherty against Wheeler and Nola. Yeah, and the other thing is St. Louis wins games, but they don't win games by clubbing you over the head like the Astros or the Dodgers do. Their, their wins are, you know, it's a thin margin of wins. So I'm not criticizing them. I'm just saying that their games are very close to the best game. So it is a play here or two there that the winning teams make that the losing teams don't make. And that's what makes upsets a lot easier than people realize in baseball. And again, best of five, best of three. Oof, anything can happen. <laughs> you know, best right. of and three, again, team that again, loses. Best- Stuff. Best case best case scenario again, thinking way ahead. But if they all if the Mets are all lucky enough to get to the World Series, I'm telling you right now, I want no part of the Astros. They <laughs> smacked us up and down both stadiums this year. I will say there's two big holes in the lineup that nobody's talking about. Uh the stud left, the Alvarez is out. And then of course, there's they don't have stud boy at shortstop anymore. I know they're still a very good team. Uh, I still think the bullpen, the closer is sketchy. But they do have Verlander, who's a horse. Uh, but they do club it. Uh, you know, they have great hitters up and down that lineup. But there are two holes in that lineup that did not used to be there. Um, you know, so it's 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 going to be interesting. Uh, the Astros are a tough team. I get to see them up close and personal, unfortunately. But that <laughs> play, the Blue Jays or the Mariners could give them trouble. The Mariners are not afraid of them. The Mariners have solid baseball players on that team. They just have a bunch of solid players. Uh, Harris, I mean, not Harris. I mean, they got a couple of studs. Uh, center field. I mean, they got uh, some good old pros there. I think uh, manager does a good job, and uh, the, you know they're they're a tough ball club. You know, and they're uh, just young, they're just young and dumb enough to right not they, be afraid. They, exactly, they're not going to be afraid, and nobody expects anything out of them. And them and they them and the Blue Jays gonna be a fun series. Blue Jays have talent, but I, I feel like there's just something missing there. Uh, I can't put my finger on it. I know that like the uh, it's the JV team of the old dads, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know if they're going to get it done. Uh, it's nice to see Bidge's kid out there. It's, uh, you know, great to see him. It's it's uh, great to see Vlad's son and uh, Bichette. It's really exciting to see all that. Uh, plus, they got my guy Chapman, who's still striking out 200 times a year, <laughs> but won't get glasses. Miss swinging through fastballs right in the middle of the plate. I'm telling you, something's not right with the vision, but eh, what do we know? Bichette. Bichette looks like he might be the best out of all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, Guerrero's Guerrero's already not that mobile, and he's a young kid. I, I'm a little, it's, you know, it's a little scary to me. I, I don't know what the hell's going on there. But overall, you feel you feel good about the series. Uh, you feel uh, well, of course, you're gonna feel a little pensive because you're a real fan. But uh, gun to your head, as the expression goes, you know, how do you feel? I think would I think it, it would definitely gonna win it. I just wanna break the Darvish curse and just get it done by <laughs> Saturday. I don't want to go into Sunday and then all of a sudden an area here, a misplayed ball there, and everybody starts squeezing the bat a little too tight. There's no margin for error in these three game series. That's the beauty of it. Like a couple of years ago, we got down to the White Sox one nothing, and then we won the last two. And I was like, oh my God. You know, thank God, you know, we had we had the the Aussie closer there who threw like three innings in the last two games, but uh, it's scary when that happens. You know, there's no room for error, but I like it better than the one game because the one game I, I don't think baseball is a one game pony. It's not like March Madness. It's not like football. Right. I feel like baseball is too sophisticated to be a one game pony. I really do. I, I feel like it needs to be where it is. I like I like the fact that we have you know best of three. I'm really looking forward to this. No pressure because my team's at home if they're losing 100 games. So uh, we did sweep. We did beat Otani yesterday, and we swept the Angels at the season finale. So that was good. And you guys, scared, uh, I mean, we won two out of three, but you scared the crap out of my team. 
Oh, yeah. Well, that was, a t- but it was funny. I, I was saying to everybody at work with Mets fans, I said, look, that's a typical, I told them before the series, we're going to give you one game, the other two, you're going to beat the hell out of us. That's what we do. We're going to be down 4 nothing in the first two innings because we're going to miss a cutoff, man. And then we got down 3 nothing with Jake, and then we came back, which was a surprise. So I thought we were going to get swept at that point. But Jake just had bad body language that day. But, um, you know, that's the guy I think I'm worried most about in your staff right now. I just want to make sure he's right. You know, because something, even if he, you know, throws a great pitch and somebody hits it, where's his, where's his head at? And as far as like, you know, you're afraid he's looking for an injury or, you know, you just wonder where his confidence is because he's so talented, but he might not, he might not even realize how talented he is. I mean, you're not meant to throw a hundred miles an hour in a sixth inning. <laughs> hey, he, I'm, you know, everybody's, you know, it goes back to what we were talking preseason. Best pitcher in baseball. Best pitcher. You're not the best pitcher in baseball. So you pitch. You're not on the mound. And yes, your numbers are ridiculous. I mean, what he threw like twelve games, so five sixty something innings, one hundred and eight strikeouts, eight walks. Oh yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, but then you look at him, and it's well, why aren't you going seven? You know, he's he hasn't thrown more than eighty pitches this year. You know, now it's the playoff. They get to let him go a hundred, a hundred and five. True. Very true. Because, you know, I don't care how good they think they are. And this goes for any team. The longer you stay out of your bullpen, the better off you are. Yep. Absolutely. You know what was disappointing? I thought you might get something out of Hunter, but you didn't. He kept getting, he was stop start. He kept getting hurt. I know. I always liked that damn sinker on him. I just, you know. Just didn't didn't amount. I kept waiting for it because he's a big, strong guy. But it's funny, he, you know, he had a two point four ERA here. But you're right, just couldn't stay healthy. And I was thinking he might have been able to help you, even in some late oh, yeah. balls. As you're scrolling through that, I'm looking at the names. I'm like, and they're gonna keep Givens. I'd rather they keep the Gosick because he looked really good the other day. Yes, he did. You know, they're gonna keep Givens. So. Yeah, you know, I just in a three game series, I'm all about trust my starting pitchers, the three bullpen guys I trust the most, and load up for situations. I'd eat, you know, if if they're gonna do that, I'd keep Gore on the guy Gore on the bench just to pinch run. Yeah, that's, that's all, true. Because that's all he does. Very true. Very true. I I just I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, like I said, uh, I don't know who the early game is tomorrow, but that'll be fun. Uh, I guess I'm looking forward to the Met Padre game the most, but uh, that Seattle Blue Jay series has, has got a lot of former A's in there and stuff, and the Mariners are my division. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Cardinals, yeah, I, think, I think the Phillies. Mets are the I think the Mets are the late game tomorrow, and everybody else is before them. And then Saturday and Sunday they're at seven thirty, and somebody and there's one game, and I think uh, Seattle's after them. I guess they're putting all the eyeballs on you guys because of that pitching. Yep. Probably those stud pitches. Everybody knows Scherzer and Degrom, and they get in the no Bassett, but uh, Scherzer and Degrom. And because of the, and because it's the one big market. Sure, sure, definitely is a big market. That's for sure. But it should be fun. The Mets fans have been driving me nuts. Though. Like uh, all these guys are like just ragging on the Mets. I'm like you won 100 games. You know, it, this year was actually the only time in baseball history that five teams won 100 games. Uh, kind of a crazy situation. Actually, no, the Yankees didn't win, so they didn't win 100, right? Nah. One short, or we would have had five for the first time ever. But when you win 100 games, that's a special year. Uh, so I don't care, you know, what anybody says. If they follow the history of baseball, which, again, most of these yokels that we're talking about don't. You win 100 games. You play 600 in baseball, you had a great year. Uh, but, you know, again, how many people understand that concept? I'm not sure, but 
he had a great year. I mean, so uh, I can't. Uh, yeah, and they were also the same people that nitpick. Oh, if we didn't lose those three to Chicago, or if we didn't do this, or if we didn't do that. Well, what about the games that you stole that you had no business winning? You don't talk about those. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You guys had a solid year the whole way through. I, I'm, I'm doubtful if you had a losing month in there anyway. I think every month you had a winning record, which is yeah, we had a yeah, winning record every month. That's something but I always follow personally. April, April or May, we won two out of every three. Yeah. I mean, that's you didn't lose a series, I know, for a long time, two months. Uh to me though, the other thing is just something that I always talk about. When you have a winning month every month, I mean, Jesus, you know, you can't. Yeah, you can't you can't do anything better than that. I mean, that's just consistency, and consistency is the mark of greatness for a team. And so, like I said, I just hope that your lineup gives you a little bit of something. I think if you get a little bit, you can you can go a long way. The one advantage your lineup does have, you have guys that will hit the ball the other field, and most of these teams do not. So I feel like this is where McNeil could really, if he has a good series, he's the kind of guy that I know he's not going to carry you, but he's going to hit to the situation. He's he's going to deliver. And Canada, we know will go the other way if he could ever get Marte back. I've seen him enough. He'll hit it all over the place. And I, like I said, Escobar, I, I think, is a, is a good role player. Uh, so I, I feel like in that respect, your lineup is an advantage. Yeah, even Alonzo. Yeah, he hits yeah. 40 home runs, but he goes to right center all the time. Yep. You know, Lindor, I don't know what he was doing the last two last two weeks. He was just swinging from his shoes. Yeah. Hopefully, he goes, trying to hopefully he goes back to just spraying. Sure. And you guys lead the league and get hit by pitches. I mean, my man Canna, he's, he's going to catch Ron Hunt, I think, if he has a couple more years. He's ready to catch him because Canna's been getting hit like this for years. He just likes to turn into it. He, he's good at it. It doesn't hurt him. It's weird. He just like, yeah. I think he looks forward to it. <laughs> is it, is it it's 55 in the last two years. Yeah. He just keeps, you know, he, just keep, he got hit 25 times this year. He just kept, keeps getting hit. <laughs> That's why he misses some games. He played 140 games. He probably missed five because he's getting drilled. <laughs> yeah, well, there was a couple. There was a few for whatever reason he fell out of favor for like two weeks. Oh yeah, he did. Well, when you guys picked up, um, when you guys picked up that guy at the deadline, there he fell out of flight. Yeah, Naquin. Yeah, Naquin went out there for a while. Yeah. But Naquin, Naquin, Naquin definitely is a is a higher upside because he does have some really extreme power, but he just doesn't hit the ball enough. You know, Naquin's He's got not- some explosiveness, but he just doesn't make contact enough, and Cannon will sacrifice himself. In the perfect world, we get through San Diego and they fly out to LA, and Sterling Marte is re- ready to high five them all off the plane, going, I'm ready to go. Yep. And the thing is, every round you get to redo your roster, I believe. So you will get to have another shot after this first round. Hopefully, the Mets get through it and uh, right. we, we can we can have some fun. And, uh, and then, because you figure, so if he comes back, so then you can stop yo yoing McNeil all over the field. So yeah, that means Guillermo uh, Guillermo comes out, but that's just a late inning defensive guy or a late inning bat if you need a hit and run or a bunt. So that's yeah. fine. Yeah, because they are one of the few teams that actually do bunt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the Mets, the Mets will move guys. I think Buck and the dugout will be good. Um, are they going to give you the BS? He's never won a playoff series. Uh, Bob Melvin on the other side is usually pretty solid. Although last year he was he was rough for us, but he's he's a good manager, so he's experienced. So it's a good it's a good series all the way around. I can see you guys need to deliver. Here's a the one bit. key question because I don't know the answer. Are we playing real baseball rules or is the uh, in the playoffs they're still using the stupid in- extra inning rule? I don't think they're using the ghost runner in the postseason. That's a great question. That's a great question. I would hope they're not using the ghost runner in the postseason. I, I wouldn't think so. I'm trying to remember. Did they do it last year? 
I can't remember for the life of me. So I wasn't in last year. So. <laughs> I, I won eighty six games like tomorrow because tomorrow I can easily see being like one of these one one going into the twelfth. Oh, that's games. the worst. <laughs> it burns out your whole pen. Yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna be stressed out tomorrow night, eighty oh seven. What do you what 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 are you gonna be eating and drinking with the game? What are you what are your what's your beverage and food of choice tomorrow night? Uh, most likely it'll be the uh, either potato chips or pretzels with the brisk iced tea. All right. Now, will you uh, tie dinner into the game or you eat dinner several hours before? No, I'll eat dinner way before. <laughs> I need to concentrate. These are important questions. <laughs> need to concentrate. Once it's game time, yeah, I'll snack, but I don't want to know about putting dishes away. I don't know. Right. About... I was just going to ask you that. that... <laughs> This could be an incriminating question, so you don't have to answer or address it. But does the wife know that you'll be busy at eight o'clock? I always tell my wife. Um, not only does she know I'll be busy, but don't tell me she's going away. So if you got a maid, no, 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 no. <laughs> but Allison's actually pissed off that she's not going to be home. Oh wow, wow! She's got homecoming. Oh, she doesn't want to miss it. I understand. So she, she's she a big, is, she's a big uh, baseball fan. No. She loves it. She the whole last week she's been sitting there watching every game with me. Well, she'll be checking her phone at the at the homecoming. She goes, she goes. I just got an update. We did this. I go, yeah, I got the same update, kid. Yeah, I'm watching it. Just text her what's going on. So she doesn't <laughs> feel stressed out. But so, so you'll have the potato chips and the pretzels with the uh, iced tea. All right, fair enough. Yeah, it's always a tough decision. That's an important decision. People overrate the underrate the the importance of of having the proper approach at uh, at game time. Yeah, because then you eat a full I, meal, then you get heavy. Exactly, you wash can, up. You got to put I, away dishes. I could be on all kinds of duty tomorrow night because it's not my team, and she knows it. So uh, who knows what could happen <laughs> to me tomorrow? I could be apple picking somewhere for Christ's sake. <laughs> and I hate apples. Well, that's the one thing. She, Brian all the time. How come we never go to wine tasting? How come you never take me to wineries? Because I hate wine. Yeah, I do. I do drive to the wineries because you know we need a driver, and I, but I don't drink, and I, I have water, and I watch everybody else have a great time, and I come back. Yeah, I can't. If it, I mean, if we went in a group, that would be one thing. Yeah, but just me and her, I was just like, I don't need to sit sit here and watch you drink wine. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, so for me, like I go, I do go to the wineries. We do head out towards the orchards, but the apple picking <laughs> is brutal. <laughs> Thankfully, the kids are through that. Although last weekend was homecoming, yes. uh, parents' weekend for yep. Marist. Yep. So we were up there, and uh, it was so funny. It was the first year, because um, yeah, last year it was quiet cool. because Rachel came home to go to a concert in the city. Sure. But this year they were up there, so we went up, and uh, we went to the football game. We were tailgating, and then when the game was over, we went back to their house, and between her house and the house next to them, the guys. We were just hanging out, drinking with them. Right. And Rachel's like, oh, my God, I'm drinking with my dad. Yeah, that's what happens. So you'll have the iced tea, the rods, and the chips after a dinner. Okay, so we're, we're, we're ready for tomorrow night. Uh, 8.07 first pitch, which means sometime around 8.30. Yeah. Because we have to just, just waste time and make people more tired on Saturday morning. And, and Carton, uh, brought, Carton brought up a good point today. What's that? The rumor is David Wright's throwing out the first pitch. That'd be nice. I'd like to see that. Considering like he hasn't been Mike, around I'd like since to see Mike left. Piazza on Saturday. But Piazza, you know, it's true. And he said it, it's true. Piazza at this point said, oh, Piazza's back. Okay. He's he's or, there for everything. Boy, I'd like to see Jesse Roscoe. The key question is, who's singing the anthem? Ah. Uh, 
like see Jesse Roscoe throw out the pitch, maybe Roger McDowell, somebody good like that. Ray Knight. <laughs> Keith with his one wing after oh, shoulder surgery. Off. Keith sounds pissed off, man. He's calling in the shows and he's like, man, he wants to get back to work. I, I guess he just can't go. I, I didn't realize his shoulder would cost him that, but he seems to be a little bit upset, but hopefully he'll be back and hopefully they'll uh, communicate with him sometime during the broadcast because the fans love Keith. Uh, he's like my favorite announcer because he's... Supposedly he'll be on the pregame. Yeah, he's he's cutting edge. I love it because he tells it like it is and uh, we'd like to have Keith on the show for that name, but uh, he was my Ray... Fo- he's like Ray Fossey was to me and Ray, Ray passed away this year, but... Um, so, you know, he, he would always just say, it, you know, what's going on in the game and, you know, guys aren't hustling or this and he, they would call you out. And, uh, I always was really, I really always appreciated that, that he would, uh, he would step up and say that, you know? So, uh, wow. Looking at Pete's numbers some year here, 40 and 131. Best part about Pete's year though, only 128 strikeouts. And a 271 batting average. And 120 of them were the David Wright butt yep. flying out. Yep. Whiffing at a slider nine feet outside. Yeah. Now, one more question before I let you go. I know it's not Met-related. As Judge the home run champ now? No. Was it Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa? It's in the record books. They're the home run. Bond, you know, as much as I disagree and hate it, they're counting Bonds. Bonds is the all-time home run. Dude. All right. Fair enough. And that's why I've called I've called this Judge Chase 62 the biggest non-event since New Year's. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't think it got enough hype in some ways, but it got too much in other ways. Uh, they did. They did tune in a lot, but I, I did feel something missing. And I think it's like what you said. I think everybody's seen it to death. Uh, you know, this generation of kid hasn't seen it, but they also can read that the number is you know seventy two or seventy three, whatever the hell it is. So, uh, but it's not like the number growing up. I was telling the kids in class today that when you were growing up, sixty one was the sacred number. So right, well, that's what you, you know, and then you see all these kids today with their oh what. What's that? Well, you know what? What nut record will never be broken? And they're throwing this, that, and the other. Excuse me, people. There's one that I don't care. Yes, fifty-six game hitting streak can be broken. Right. It may not, but it can. Right. Nobody is getting the five hundred eleven wins. No. Nobody. And, and nobody's getting eighty-five saves in a row like Gagne. Right. That's another one that goes underneath the radar. You know, and nobody's getting the five thousand strikeouts. Yeah, we're not even going to get another 300-game winner. I mean, think about it. Yeah, 511 wins, is <laughs> that's not coming back. Yeah, think about it. Scherzer, Scherzer just got to 200, and he's 38, and he's been dominating for 10 years. Yeah, he's a stud. I can't believe that Tiger team still never won with him and Rolanda and Annabelle Sanchez. Because <laughs> I had to face him two years in a row in the playoffs, I know. Oh, and they had that animal as a closer, too. It was ridiculous. Yep, yep. I'm telling you, man. We wouldn't let that one go. I know the cards got him. All right, so so if you win, we'll definitely got to have you back and talk Dodgers. Uh, If not, good. We'll leave you alone for the winter to uh, (laughs) to chill out and hibernate, and maybe watch those Jets who are impressing me. The two and two, I love the fight. And your Cowboys, your Cowboys are three and one. That's very good start, also. So football season's alive and well at Silv's house. Yeah, and then start putting the focus on the Knicks and uh, take it from there. I want to see how Brunson does. I'm really uh, looking forward to that. See how my I man saw, I actually put it on against the Pistons the other night. Yeah. For a couple minutes. Yeah, it's hard to watch preseason basketball. Yeah. But he looked all right. All right. So so we'll uh we'll be talking to you on the other side of the glass after I stop it here. And uh, again, tell them like it is Mets playoff preview with the Padres. Uh give us a shout out on uh iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, all over the place. Starting to grow a little bit on the Spotify. And uh thanks for coming along. Give us uh give us a shout. Love to hear your thoughts. 
And uh, Steve, thanks for coming on tonight. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, bye.